Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. This episode is from our show, Your Finest Hour a series of interviews going behind the scenes with world-class leaders and their coaches on how to make the most out of coaching and life. Coaching is such a private experience. It can be difficult to know what it's like, who does it, and how they're creating results. So we're giving you a sneak peek into how the top leaders go beyond high performance. I'm David Miller, Chief Expansion Officer at Novus Global, and I'm joined today by Dr. Portia D. Yarborough, Chief Science and Sustainability Officer at Michaelman, and her coach, Deb Foy. In our conversation, we dive into how Portia has completely transformed her mindset around limiting beliefs to become an influential and authoritative leader in her current role through her coaching experience. Portia shares her journey of being connected to Deb by responding to an email on a whim, the mantras she carries with her every day and how she views her role as more than just a job, but an invitation to be a good ancestor and impact future generations. We hope you enjoy the show. The wait is finally over. Our new book, Beyond High Performance, What Great Coaches Know About How the Best Get Better is available for purchase wherever books are sold. This USA Today bestseller is more than 250 pages of expertise, anecdotes, and insights from Novus Global Coaches, as well as faculty from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. We are so excited to put our proprietary framework that has helped thousands of leaders achieve more into your hands. And we can't wait to see how you'll use the book to enhance your life and leadership. To learn more and obtain this essential resource for yourself, visit novus.global forward slash book. Portia, Deb, it's great to be with you today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I'm looking forward to it because I think it's deeply fascinating to pull the curtain back on the coaching experience. And rather than, you know, talk theory, we get to see it through your story. And so, Portia, what I love to do in these interviews is, is start at the end. I'd love to hear a little bit of what you're currently up to, and then we'll reverse engineer and see a little bit of how we got there. So tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a little bit of what you're working on today. All right. Thanks, David. I am the Chief Science and Sustainability Officer at a company, especially chemicals company in Ohio. The name is Michaelman. What we do is we manufacture water-based coatings, and these coatings are environmentally conscious. And this is important. It's an important aspect of my role as a sustainability leader to make sure that the decisions and the choices that we make from a product development standpoint are in align with creating a good uh, in the world for people as well as the planet. So in terms of what I'm doing now, I am part of an executive leadership team, and we are focused on transforming uh, our business in terms of looking at new ways that we can partner with our customers uh, in order to bring sustainable offerings uh, to the world and help impact in-use applications. And so working with the executive leadership team, I believe I'm a catalyst here. And uh, after joining the organization uh, for only about six months now, 
uh, we've got a great opportunity to transform what we're doing here, the way we're doing it, and to make sure that we're delivering on our purpose to innovate a sustainable future. Push, I love that because tell me and correct anything that I say that isn't right based on what you just said here. It sounds like you are working in an organization now that not only cares about the bottom line and, you know, the profitability, which I would imagine they care about, but you had a line there that was something to the effect of helping people to be in like, you know, it's like the health and the sustainability of the people that you are able to create these products for and that you, and this is so fun, are a catalyst to that. And I'm curious to unpack a little bit more, and we will in our time here, around how you got into the role that you're in and where that kind of uh, that catalytic oomph comes from that you exude so well. You know, a mentor once told me that we often hire a coach when there is a problem, we've plateaued, or we're pioneering something new. And most often at Novus Global, we focus on the latter two plateaued as in the high performer who is looking around and wondering to themselves, is this it? And they want to explore what else they're capable of. Or for the individual that has already realized that they are capable of more, and they're in the process of pioneering something new, of bringing something new into the world, whether it's their career, their relationships, or simply how they show up. And I'm curious, Portia, if either of those stages ring true for you and maybe bring us into a little bit of how you first came into the world of coaching. Uh, sure. So both of those actually ring true for me. One of the things that in terms of my background, I was with a company for 24 years in various roles, but primarily around technology and innovation. And uh, after 24 years and a lot of changing in the landscape with mergers and acquisitions, I felt like there's absolutely more that I can do, and I wasn't sure about what's next. And uh, that's how I actually came into uh, talking with Deb, because I was looking at how do I gain more clarity on my vision and what it is that I can do, uh, because I was certain that I was capable of doing more than what I could see uh, that was in front of me. Ah, that's really great. And what was it, like, you know, you said that's what brought you into having a conversation with Deb. How did you meet Deb? How did you hear about Novus Global? What brought you into that space? Well, I tell you, there was an executive at the company that I was working with, and she was a pretty new, less than a year in the organization. And I really connected with her on a number of levels. But one of the things that we really resonated about was professional development. And so she was really keen on taking action and supporting the development of people around her. Uh, and so she uh, sent out an email one day uh, that was inviting women leaders in our organization for a, an exploratory coaching session. And I can remember it was 10 a.m. Uh, that Wednesday morning when the email came out and 10.05, I had responded to her saying, yes, sign me up uh, because I have value again in development. And I was at this point of really not knowing in a state of ambiguity, landscapes are shifting, not really knowing how to uh, proceed next and felt like coaching could be a great opportunity for me. My first question about that, Portia, is, you know, one, what was it about the email that captured your attention and, you know, made you want to reach out so quickly? Five minutes. That's pretty great. Yes. Well, it's really all about development. And I knew I was in a state where 
I'd actually been in this for probably six to 12 months. She's really not being able to figure it out and get clarity. And so the opportunity for coaching, an external person to kind of help me work through this, I was all in for it. And then it was coming from a person who I really admire and uh, respect who she was or who she is. And uh, of course, if she's recommending or suggesting that we do this, I was all in for it. And by the way, it was free. So yeah, yeah. Hey, come taste, smell and see it for yourself. I like that. That's right. Who is that from? Like, I'm, let's give them a shout out on here because it sounds like they have a lot of, a lot of weight within probably both of your stories. Yes. Uh, her name is Kara Grasso. Uh, so she was a senior leader uh, at the company I was working with. And yeah, we were doing some work together. And so uh, just tangentially, we had not done any deep work together, but uh, always uh, really found commonality uh, from our first meeting and uh, liked her energy and what she was focusing on. Mm. Deb, how are you connected? Because was the email directly like it wasn't just a, hey, check out this coaching opportunity and, and get a free you know intake session, but it sounds like it was specifically with Deb. Am I right in making that assumption? Yeah. Kara actually got coached by a Novus Global coach. She was part of another organization that received uh, some of the coaching. And she really, her desire for uh, development, leadership development, uh, her thirst and her desire to grow and to see other women grow, I think is something that I share with her is uh, the passion for just people in general, but women. We all have a love for women for them to grow in that space. And so I connected with her and offered some intake calls uh, for her leaders. That's great. Deb, I've had a chance to work with you uh, at Novus Global for, it's been two years. That flew by, Deb. That not that wild? So for the last two years, we've had a chance to work pretty closely. And I've, I've long admired your ability to see what's getting in the way of the person that you're coaching and, and kind of cut straight to what seems to be most important. And I'd love to hear a little bit of your experience of Portia as she was beginning her coaching journey. You know, she came in for this introductory session and now you're talking and you get started. Give us a little bit of the backstory as to how she came in and what was your experience of that? Yeah, well, my experience of uh, Portia was, uh, I loved her energy. I loved her passion. And so we connected right off the gate in that regard. And and I just saw, you know, as you were saying, I really see her as a pioneer and she still is a pioneer. And so when we started together, she was wrestling through some of the very things that I was challenging her on. And I think, Portia, if you remember uh, when we first started talking about limiting beliefs, that was a big wrestle, but it was a great wrestle to begin to unpack how that was kind of getting in your way. And it was just a great space and it kind of laid the foundation of where we started to go. Would you say? Absolutely. I think that was the moment that really transformed things uh, from a coaching experience because I had no idea of little things that I was doing that was getting in my way. And those limiting beliefs, that exercise was extremely powerful, so much so that, you know, I remember, you know, a box of tissues uh, that I had right beside me because it really touched deep. And as a result of that exercise, I have mantras and I do look at those mantras every day and it has uh, really shifted 
my approach, my thought process. And, you know, there's still negative talk that comes from every now and then, but at least now I can recognize it. Hi, my name is Mike Park, and I'm a proud graduate of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. The faculty of the Meta Performance Institute not only provided the training, tools, and experience to learn how to coach people toward powerful growth and thrilling results, but also advocated for that kind of growth and results in my own life. I had the unique opportunity to have world-class executive coaches invest in my development, both professionally and personally. It's a privilege to be part of a tribe of coaches fiercely committed to exploring what we are capable of together. If you're looking to become a coach or to set up your coaching practice to reach the next level, I highly recommend the certification from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching to fill out a free assessment of your abilities as a coach and to connect with someone to find out if the Meta Performance Institute is for you, check out www.mp.institute. Isn't it true that in leadership, there just are, honestly, just in personhood, we come in with these limiting beliefs, both of what we're capable of, what we even what we want. I mean, how many times do we tamper down the things that we want to be a part of or that we think that are possible because of the voices in our head, the stories that we tell themselves? You mentioned that that led to a mantra or two. Would you mind sharing one or two of those? <laughs> so I actually have my mantra card right here. One of those is, I am a catalyst. People hear my voice. It commands attention and people respond. Yes. Another one is, I am whole, steadfast, courageous, and built with a divine purpose. Mm, That's powerful. That's really powerful. What was the process for you with Deb and maybe on your own of moving from limiting belief to mantra? What did that look like? I wrestled with it several sessions, but you know, the first part was just really kind of capturing what I was telling myself, right? So all of those negative things and putting it down on paper. And when you see it on paper and just, you know, it wasn't a short list. (laughs) It was pretty long in terms of uh, that brainstorming process. But then to be able to sit with that and then reflect on what is it that I do want to say? Who do I want to become? What are those behaviors that I want to embody? How do I want to show up? And transforming each one of those statements into something that was much more intentional and purposeful was a process. It uh, took a while, but, you know, the outcome of that, of really staying with it, staying committed to that process, the outcomes have been transformational. And so I just love the space of, I call that, that's the gold. So she was tapping into the gold inside of her. And I was just creating that space for her to do that. And then as you tap into that gold, I could feel the power. Like I could feel your power, Portia. And I can every session that we, you know, wrestle through something and then we uncover the gold and then we feel you stand in your power. I love that. I would imagine that this feels like a a softball question when I first put it together, but I wonder if we can get to the thing behind the thing. Do you have the ability now to juxtapose how maybe you would walk into a meeting or a boardroom or a, an experience with a supervisor or with a coworker then with the limiting belief to then how you walk into those spaces now? Uh, so I can probably describe it this way. Before uh, this process, I would go in, uh, head held down, sit maybe in the middle or the back of the room and 
just be engaged in capturing notes or writing, very rarely or less frequently contributing and leading or guiding uh, that meeting. Now, I am much more intentional. And before each meeting, most times, I come in with intention. What is that energy that I want to bring into the room? How is it that I want to show up? How do I make sure that my voice is heard, but also give room for other people? That's wonderful. And imagine the people in the room, what was missing from the room before you fully showed up is so tangible. Even in this conversation, you can see the power that you would bring to a space and the thought of you being in, a, in an organization before and any of that feeling dim, you know, just feels like a shame. And so what a, what a gift. I'm curious, as you've been processing a little bit of this coaching experience, you know, I wonder what else you would say in and through coaching, I realized this about myself or about my leadership. There's a quote that I've picked up and it says, uh, life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how you respond. And so thinking about that in terms of my own leadership, it's all about the choice. And I don't have to react to the situation. I can choose. I can be intentional uh, with how I respond. And it's that awareness that Deb has helped uh, me open my eyes to uh, so that I am entering things with more intentionality, doing things in a way that will lead to the desired outcomes that I'm looking for. And then you know, having some congruency uh, in terms of how I show up, what I'm doing, and how I'm landing on other people. So it's that kind of full view that is helping me really get the results that I've been longing for. You mentioned being uh, with an organization called Michaelman, and I'm curious, how long have you been with them? Uh, so just six months now. I joined the organization in February, uh, again, as the chief science and sustainability officer and uh, looking to find out what I can do here and understand what we're capable of as a company. Yeah. And what was your path? What were you doing before and what was your pathway into this role? Uh, well, this was part of uh, the work that Deb has helped me uncover, which was really gaining clarity on a vision being able to write that down. And I think that was also another uh, aspect here. There were a lot of things that were going on in the previous company. And uh, again, recognizing that I felt like uh, I had more opportunity to contribute, that I could do more. I was really oriented and uh, clarified my vision around being a chief future officer. I have a passion for innovation. I uh, want to make sure that that I'm being a good ancestor, right? So that the world is better as a result of me being in it. And uh, with that, I was able to really hone in and clarify uh, aspects of my vision, which again, is all built around being a chief future officer and paving the way, connecting uh, people and ideas uh, so that you know we might be able to thrive, create a world where I can thrive and people around me can, can thrive. And so with that particular focus, there was an opportunity that came up where this role came up and uh, I interviewed for it. And uh, along the way, I had Deb helping me make sure that I was clear about those characteristics, those behaviors of who I want to become. And that I was 
again, being congruent with displaying. Uh, and so, yes, yeah, started this, uh, this role in February of this year and really having a blast with understanding this particular industry, understanding the customers, uh, working together with outstanding team members across the globe, as well as a pretty powerful executive leadership team. Yeah. I'm struck by the phrase that you use, I want it to be a good ancestor. And there's something about that that captures my imagination. What for you, as you think about being a good ancestor, and maybe you can make this as personal or as broad, because there's something about, like, I feel like I want that written, you know, you talked about your mantras, there's something now that I look at, and I, based on just that, hearing you say that, I now want to be a good ancestor. And so, I'm curious how that plays out in your life and in your company, and maybe even a little bit of how do you, not necessarily all, all the way define it, but how do you know you're being that as you move forward? Uh, so, my grandmother lived to be 95, and I loved going home, visiting with her, and sitting at her kitchen table. And she had so many stories. Her life was not an easy life. And through everything that kind of her, her life taught me a whole lot, one about perseverance, about community, about love, about learning. Uh, so, she was a dynamic woman until the end of her life. Uh, she really left an impression on me. And because of my experience with her, because of understanding all of the trials, tribulations, and hurdles that she overcame just so that I could be, makes me want to do the same and even more. What if one call could change what you once thought was impossible into a reality? Novus Global is offering you an exploration call with one of their world-class coaches to explore what you as a leader and your team are capable of. Novus Global is an elite executive coaching firm that works with multi-billion dollar companies, professional athletes, nonprofit leaders in faith and government, all to create teams, companies, and communities that go beyond high performance. Book your call right now, just go to novus.global forward slash now. There's something about the way that you are viewing the world right now through the lens of a future facing vision that is so powerful that puts some of the language of being a good ancestor. And I also was struck by, you know, you were viewing your work through a, a new title. And what's interesting is it sounds like a title that that no one else had given you yet but a title that, that you were wanting to strive for, which is that chief future officer. Can you say any more about, about that and what that did to help you show up in this new way of being? Yes. So, um, you know, when you think about the future, there's so many possibilities, right? And the actions that we take today are the actions that are creating what tomorrow is going to hold. So, how we think, how we show up, all of that. And I spent time getting really clear on what I felt like those characteristics, those key behaviors of a chief future officer, what would that be? And part of that was curiosity, right? So this was opening up the world in terms of how you see things, inviting in different perspectives, and being able to sit with things that might initially appear to be in conflict with one another. So holding those tensions together but also doing it in a way where you're building a community also, right? So I recognize that I'm not an island. I am one person among 
uh, kind of millions or billions on this planet. Um, but I do have a responsibility. And I take that responsibility seriously in terms of how I act, how I show up, uh, so that more doors can be opened, more pathways can be paved for people who are coming behind me. Deb, I'm going to say something that I didn't prep you for, but I, I have a question for you as I hear Portia speaking. There's something about your story and the way that you view things moving forward that feels very inspiring. And I don't know about you, Deb, but whenever I'm coaching someone, there's pieces of the way that they show up things that we learn. Again, I use the word we, like it's not them learning. I feel like I'm shifting and changing and learning right alongside the people that I get a, an opportunity to coach. And I'm curious in your relationship with Portia, maybe a couple ways that you were affected and or that you maybe show up differently in your day to day. Yeah, that's so good. Absolutely. I feel the same way you do, David, is as we share the space, I'm not the same coach that I was going into uh, the first session as to the last session. And so uh, she's impacted me by absolutely her energy. Uh, we've had lots of energy conversations, but as uh, I've continued to coach her, uh, the energy conversation gets deeper and deeper into like, and it expansive. So I am more energized coach, not only in the space that I'm with her, but how we can create energy together in that sacred space that I call it. And then I would say, you know, the pioneer of her and how I love how she has wrestled through things. And it's allowed me as a coach to allow people to wrestle in that space. And I wrestle along with them and it being okay just to stay in that space. And so that has challenged me in the areas of just sitting with someone as they wrestle through something and seeing what happens in that space with her and my client. Portia, it's been really, really fun hearing how the coaching has affected you as a person. I'd love to touch a little bit on how it's affected you as a leader. And maybe the way for us to do that would be, do you have any examples of ideas, concepts, aha moments that came through coaching that then moved beyond you and into your team? Well, there's one concept called uh, the intuitive fence. And that is something that we get really comfortable in our own spaces, like firmly within. And once I heard that, I thought, wow, I mean, this is very, one, it's eye-opening and I think it could be groundbreaking. And so what I did was I brought it to my leaders. And so we had a small group of leaders that we came together actually with Deb to teach us about some of these concepts because I recognize that as leaders, we're all navigating change, uncertainty, ambiguity, volatility, all of those things. And sometimes we can stifle our organization or prevent our organization from actually achieving all that it's capable of just because of our own mindset and where we're showing up on that intuitive fence. So I wanted to be able to bring this to uh, the leaders who are reporting to me because we each can either help expand or we can limit the teams that we work with. Hmm. I heard a phrase, kind of an old timey phrase, you know, years and years ago. And the phrase was this, if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. And I remember having someone that was speaking to my life then say, that phrase begs the question, are you comfortable or good or are you satisfied with what you've got? 
And if the answer is in any way, no, now you have to then challenge what you've always done. So if what you've always got isn't where you want to be, you now will begin challenging what you've always done. And I love that you would be able to bring that into your team because there is a, in our work, we often say two major problems of a leader. You know, the first is, is that they, they woefully underestimate what they're capable of. And, and the second, which is similar, is that we woefully underestimate what our team is capable of. It sounds like by inviting your team into exploring just their intuition and helping them and in inviting them to move beyond it, you are inviting them into really the creation of new worlds and new spaces. And I'm curious if there's anything, like what have you seen as you've offered that invitation? What have you noticed from your team? Are they taking to it? You know, what's that, a little bit of that process look like for them and for you as a leader? Well, when we have uh, rolled it out and, um, you know, we were actually asking some questions one person's response was, you know, pretty, uh, how do I say it? Oh, you it can was, say it. <laughs> I see you choosing your words. Yeah. He basically said, I can't challenge the leader. So the leader sets the tone and I'm not in a position to challenge them. Someone else uh, really kind of, saw what the possibilities were and what this could open up. And they started to ask themselves about, well, what can I do differently? You know, and how might we think about this in a different way? And part of this, because I had a global team, was coming also, was being filtered through a cultural perspective. And so I think that was an important aha that I was able to, to glean through taking that to the team, right? So you also have to kind of ground some of these things in terms of where people are culturally and what their norms are to be able to get them to, to actually open up and see what that potential was. So for him, for one of the, the leaders, it was clearly, uh, there's no way I'm challenging a leader. Yeah, and you would be surprised or you know, maybe not, uh, you know, around how often that is true of the people that we coach, the amount of times that we'll talk about this concept of ownership and the intuitive fence, they go hand in hand, you know, very, very powerfully. And someone would often come back with the experience that you talked about. That's not unique to that individual. That is fairly common first blush when they hear the, the concept. As a leader though, as you continue to make the invitation and help that individual or those individuals understand that actually this is, uh, whether we call it a safe space or even a new expectation of this is where we're headed. I'm not gonna speak to, you have the luxury of newness, right? I'm not gonna speak to where we've been, but I can speak to where we're headed. And there's an invitation and it is an open invite to dream to try to move, you know, more and more to the edges and beyond of what you intuitively think is possible or that you're capable of. And the culture that you I'm, would imagine are and will create in consistently bringing those invitations to your team will pay in dividends, both in the bottom line of things will happen that once seemed impossible, not only for the individual, but for your organization as a whole, but two, the invitation will ring incredibly true around what does it mean? Like, what if every person on your team viewed themselves as a chief future officer? 
What if every person on your team, whatever their role is, they were the futurists of that space? How would that change? And to bring everything a little bit full circle, how would that create uh, more and more like this idea of becoming a good ancestor as a contagious truth that people will uh, want to embody over and over and over again because they are uh, they believe that they're allowed to and more so that they're expected to. And it sounds like at the, at the organization that you're in now and the work that you're doing is, again, not just about what is happening today, but you're moving toward a better tomorrow. And if everyone on your team believes that they are a part of better tomorrow, it could change not just your company, not just your sector, but, you know, exponentially more. And so there's something so that, again, I used the phrase earlier, but that, that captures my imagination of what is possible in the roles that and the companies that we get the chance to coach. And the thought that a series of conversations where Deb is holding sacred space for you to wrestle could lead to chief future officers in abundance in an organization is something that I just get really, I get really excited about. And that's fun to dream with you about that. That's beautiful. I'm curious in the space that you're in, Portia, I'll start with you. And then I want to throw it over to, to Deb. I'm curious if you were to share a word of wisdom to the individuals that are listening in on this conversation, you know, something that you took from your coaching or something that you now embody that, that maybe you didn't before. And it can definitely be something that you mentioned. We've talked about a lot on here, but maybe you want to expound on it, you know, to another level. What would be that word of wisdom? How would you leave the people that are listening to this conversation? So there's something that, that Deb has helped me experience. And it's all kind of considering things as an experiment. Just try it out. Create a simple test. Try on a new behavior. See how it fits. See what feedback you get. And if it works, keep it. If it doesn't, then try on something else the next day. That's really good. Deb, anything you would add to that? Yeah, they, I think she, as you move into that portion and people move into that to just continue to flex that curiosity muscle in that space. It's such a shame how we lose curiosity. We seem, in my experience, to lose curiosity as we have more and more responsibility. And, you know, the way that you word that, Portia, through the lens of it's an experiment, it's a game, it's an opportunity, it's not full of pressure, it's full of, of possibility to try it on and see what happens and be willing to, oh, that didn't fit. I'm going to go ahead and take that off now is something that, you know, I, I wonder if more of us did that. I, I feel challenged in that myself right now as we're talking in the ways that I feel stuck. I wonder what it would be like for me to play the game and do an experiment and try this. I, I think that's incredibly powerful. Portia, Deb, Thank you for being here today and having this conversation. For those of you listening, I hope that hearing Portia's story serves as an invitation for you to begin to explore what you are capable of. I would venture to say that after this conversation, we are going to experience and encounter far more chief future officers than we had before. And I'm grateful for you for listening and Portia and Deb for you sharing your story. Thanks. Thanks, David. Thank you. All right, we have a few more things to let you know about before we go. First, podcast reviews really help us serve more people. So if this podcast is helpful for you, we'd love your help to get it into as many leaders' hands as possible. Please leave us a review, even if it's not five stars. And if you really want to go the extra mile, let us know what you'd like to hear more of or what you think we could do better to serve you and the people you care about. 
Okay, second, we have more resources for you online and they're all free. We have free assessments, educational videos, articles from sources like Fast Company, written by our coaches and clients, all designed to help you use our tools in your everyday life and leadership. To dive into the free treasure trove of goodies we have for you, go to novus.global and then click on resources. Some of you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet taken that next step to hire a coach. This is your time. I can't tell you how often I've heard from clients around the world that they wish they would have talked to us sooner. If you have a sense that you're capable of more, we would be thrilled to explore what coaching could do for you and those you influence. Simply email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. You also might be listening to this thinking, maybe you wanna be a coach, or maybe you already are and you have a vision to build a six or seven figure practice coaching people you love in a way that brings life to you and your clients. Well, that's why we created the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. It is an in-depth coaching apprenticeship designed to help you create the coaching practice of your dreams. The first step in exploring that is simple. Just go to www.mp, as in metaperformance.institute. There we have free assessments to help you see what kind of training you need to create the coaching practice the way our coaches do at Novus Global. And finally, and for some of you, this will be the most important part. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer, Steven Selnick as producer, and editors and audio engineers, Drew MacPal and Jeremy Davidson. We love working with this team. To find out more about how to create a podcast for you and your business, check them out at rainbowcreative.co. Thank you so much for listening. We love making these for you. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.